Quit eating. Mm -mm. Stop eating your ice cream bar. <laughs> so fat. Don't feed after midnight. I'm Steve. <laughs> and I'm choking on ice cream. That's right. Fatty, fat, fat. <laughs> and today we're going to talk a little bit about a couple different things. Mainly comic books. Mainly. We're mainly going to talk comic books. we got a couple interesting topics that we really wanted to talk about. The, um, well, of course, Henry Cavill not doing Superman anymore is like a big deal. And big report. Big report. And the thing is, is, as Mike and I were just chatting about off, uh, off mic, is that, you know, Cavill himself hasn't said shit. Warner Brothers came out and said he's done, and then his rep came out and said he's done, but then Cavill himself hasn't really said anything about it. Nothing. And his rep said, well, the cape is still in his closet. So and it's whatever, like, what does that mean? What is, does, does that, that mean? Does that mean he can be tapped later, or like... Does that mean he's going to be a cameo character while they do other characters in the meantime? Like, I heard he's confirmed for Shazam as a cameo. Well, like, they, well, I heard they pulled him from Shazam. They now. pulled him. Yeah, he's not going to oh, be Shazam. Oh my god! You know, so it's like, I don't understand it. Like, yeah, it's, it seems a little strange. I mean, I understand. Well, I take that back. It doesn't seem strange to me at this point because of how Justice League was received. Yeah. Um, and as an actor, he's got all these other roles that he's got to do too, and he had to fight so hard with that movie because of the reshoots. And then they fucked up the, the mouth thing, you know, the mustache thing. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm sure for him, he's probably like, you know what? Fuck it. Just fuck it. And you know I have what? a career ahead it's, of me. It's a shame because I know a lot of people that don't like DC movies but are willing to admit that Henry Cavill as Superman is awesome. He's, oh, he a, was... he's, a, he's a really good actor. He plays the role. Like, sure, kind of sure, there's moments where you're kind of like, eh, I don't know. But... He like it's not like he's a complete failure of the character. No, and it's know? funny because like you've got two other super Superman movies that came out before him. One with Brandon Roosh, which was was okay, but it wasn't anything spectacular. Yeah, it was and just then, fan service. And for then the one no before the Brandon Roosh, 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 the whatever his name is, you know, he that, that was dude. basically a a dedication to Christopher Reeve. Yeah, that was. It, was, it was a it was, a, it was like a anniversary. Like, hey, let's go back. We're and gonna finish that story. Let's memorialize this dude. This is what they basically did: is they they basically finished the Christopher Reeve era stuff because that was supposed to be the same universe, and they basically just finished it. That was right. It. They finished out the Lex shit, the the Kryptonite, and what he was doing, and yeah, what was going on with him and Lois. Superman was gone for like decades or some shit. It was really weird. Yeah, no, I think it was yeah, like Lois. Well, Lois got pregnant, and then. He left. Yeah. He was like, I ain't in it. I ain't in it. I ain't in it. I ain't the daddy. You know, and then he disappeared. <laughs> and then, like, the kid was, what, eight? 
about something like that. Eight or seven at that point. But he didn't realize who his dad was, and he didn't know anything yeah, about it. Exactly. You know, and the thing is, is like he had suspicions throughout the whole film until like the end. Where he sneezed. That's probably the only part of that movie that I really when liked. He through the piano in one of the, yeah. You could tell, and that was supposed to be like yeah. one of the Joker's men. Yeah. Too. That was supposed to be like one of the Joker's uh, uh, henchmen. henchmen or whatever. So yeah, I, don't I, know. I didn't. I didn't think that movie was necessarily bad. I just thought it could have been way, 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 way better um, for what they were going for. The, the fact that, like, I don't know, Lex was just kind of lame in the movie. He was. And it just didn't, I don't know, it just didn't sit well with me. It didn't sit well with me either. I mean, I'm, I was used to Christopher Reeve, and I think that's part of the problem I always had with the, like, the modern take on Superman, too, is he's all angsty and dark and shit. And, you know... Say what you will about, you know, modern days and then old characters being kind of, you know, whatever, f- fruity and, like, you know, happy or whatever. But f- you fucking need that. You do. You need a char- at least one character in your lineup that, that's just, like, positive, truth, justice, the American way. You fucking need a character like that to remind you, like, okay, that's kind of the divining rod. If you go dark, you're not going to be, you know, close to that guy. But you also don't want to go too toward, you know happy-go-lucky, slappy guy, because then yeah. you, you reach beyond that point, so you keep him as a good mid-grade, you know. I just, I think there's a fine line to be walked upon, yeah. and it's, you know, the thing is, DC has ridden the past 20, 30 years off of dark content, mm-hmm. and Marvel has done the opposite. Yeah, Marvel's been like... And, and that's the thing. Like, DC, you know, Superman was always a gleaming... You know, beacon beacon of of hope. Yeah, yeah. And Batman, for as dark as he is, he's still been a very bright, shining light. Oh yeah, yeah. It didn't oh, really get that dark. Yeah. Until... I mean, the, maybe in like the early '80s, there was some small runs of comics that kind of got darker. Well, but you had the uh, then you lead into Killing, Killing Joe, Joe, yeah, which is super dark. Robin getting beaten to death with a crowbar. Batgirl getting shot and raped. Oh my! Well, the rape didn't come out until they didn't. They didn't. They, 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 didn't, they retconned that. that. Yeah, like recently. But, and yeah. then Gordon being like fucked with in the head by Joker. That's crazy. It was just really dark. But uh yeah, the the thing is, like they've been dark content has been DC's thing for so long now that it's kinda past the point of you know, looking back to the old era. Cause like I mean I mean, I know a lot of people will say Adam West was cool and all because of nostalgia, but in reality, he wasn't, like, the best Batman by far. Um, but then you look at what the most recent successful Batman was, and that was Christ- uh, Christopher Nolan's Batman, The Dark Knight. Oh, yeah. The And all of those movies were super dark. There's no happy parts of the movies. Like, completely just straight, serious, dark. Oh, yeah. And, no. you know, I feel like they utilized that momentum to feed into this new DC movie verse because like Superman kind of feeds off the same thing sure he's very positive in the Man of Steel movies in some parts and even when he shows up in Batman vs. Superman like with Lois and every time he's around regular people he's super Clark he's very yep. nice and chill and whatever and then he, he gets into these predicaments that are just so, so fucking out there he has no choice to go to dark places. And it's like, that's a writing choice. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure who's making it. Because I know Zach 
like with his movies, he does tend to take the darker route. Like, look at fucking. I mean, Watchmen's pretty accurate to the books and all that, but he went the darker route visually too, as well as the writing. So it's well, like, yeah. you know, when you make those choices, sometimes it just draws from the character. And I feel like Cavill isn't mad about. I don't think he's mad about. I don't think he's mad about the experience he's had. No, I, I think. I he's, think he's mad about the reception of the movies themselves. Well, I'm sure he's he's irritated with the Warner Brothers execs. and their choices. Yeah, because I mean the execs in those movies, the Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers in general, stuck their freaking nose in those movies and made reshoot after reshoot, and they said we got to make it funny. Oh, we got to do this. We got to do that. And it's like mm. God, they they wouldn't leave it alone. And that's the biggest failing. I'd love to see the, the Schneider Cut. I want to see uh, the Schneider Cut of Justice does League. Does it even exist and, uh, is the question? It does. No, it does. They confirm that it does. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing is, Warner Brothers refuses to release it. They suck ass. And it's because they think that um, it's incomplete or some shit. It's not the way the movie is supposed to be or I something. think it's some and egos it's, at Warner Brothers that don't want to admit they were wrong and they're afraid if yeah. they release it and it's super popular. And it's, popular. watch it be better than what we got. Yep. And oh, the, guarantee like, it. It's got to be better than what we got. You could uh, do Wizard I'm of... sorry. Joss has got to go. <laughs> I'd watch Wizard of Oz backwards and be better than fucking Justice League. Yeah. Um, and then you got the other big story out right now with that whole thing is that I know Bat Aquaman. Cock. Well, that too. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> but like, you know... Aquaman. Aquaman's coming out. Gal Gadot's confirmed. I mean, Wonder Woman two, Wonder is, Woman two. That's, that's happening. It's, it's happening. They're almost done filming. I'm sure. Shazam is still a Shazam's thing. Shazam's a thing, but nothing on Flash. Nothing on Flash. Flash is dead in the water. It, there's conversation lurking of like maybe they'll do a Flashpoint movie and bring in uh, what's his name Ben Affleck for like one last movie. Because I heard for the Batman movie they might be casting like a way younger dude. And doing, like, origin of this Batman that we know. And then they'll go back and do Flashpoint with Ben for his final movie. So that way they can at least do that movie. The problem with the origin is it seems like, even though it's been a while, it seems like they just did that. Like, Dark Knight's still pretty fresh in people's memories. You yeah. Know? I mean, it wasn't that long ago. It was, like, ten years ago. Well, I guess it is kind of long. But I don't know. It's not, like, the longest time in the world, though, as far as, but like, we people's see, knowledge. Do we fucking need to see Martha Wayne and Bru- and, and Thomas Wayne get shot and the pearls fall in the well, we need to see that again. We see I ain't gonna lie. Every fucking when movie. we when we saw that at the beginning of Batman vs Superman, I had the chills in the theater because it was shot so perfect. The the when they showed the the pistol with oh, the yeah, pearls, snapping the pearls. Oh yeah. man, that was perfect. Um, and that was fucking Negan and Maggie. Yeah, that it, was cool Thomas shit. and Martha. That they looked cool. so good. But uh, it would have been better if if Bruce had died and Martha turned into the Joker like in that alternate universe. <laughs> What if they start the fucking Flashpoint they movie like that? Do that? You know why? Because well, because killing a because killing a probably kid like fifty thousand people read that fucking comic. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's a that's the problem with doing like like we know about it, right? And comic book geeks know, but we all know about it. But the fans are gonna be like, "What the fuck?" Exactly, people that <laughs> just killed Bruce what? in the first five seconds. What's going on? What? <laughs> that's a trash. So a doctor's me, Batman. I'll fuck this movie. They'll go, go watch the Marine Two. So <laughs> oh John my God. Cena, John, John Cena. Cena, the Marine Two, better than Batman started. <laughs> it's gonna be bad. They're gonna tell call the movie Batman. Again. Um, again. <laughs> Too many times. <laughs> we rebooted again. <laughs> and then the thing is, like, the Flash movie, you know, the Flash movie, uh, Ezra, I can't imagine he's going to want to do it. 
Because fucking at this point, it's been what? Since since Justice League, it's been what? Two years? No, it's been a year. Almost two years. Almost two years. It's like a year and a half. And uh, it's been that long since we did that review. Holy shit. Um, (laughs) Wow. And like they keep... Maybe it's been a year. I don't know. People keep. I might be going crazy. People keep walking away from it. Directors are like, you know what? Every single movie, they walk away. The only ones that haven't walked away were Shazam, Aquaman, and Wonder Woman. And that's because Aquaman, they were already pre-writing that during. uh, What was it like? Just after Batman versus Superman. Yes. Shazam. They've been work. They've been trying to figure out a way to work him in since Justice League, and they only just now are ready to start doing it. And Wonder Woman, it, that's, I mean, that's honestly, it's it's a cash grab, if you ask me, because yeah. the first movie was so good. I don't see this one coming close, so it's... it's I think this movie's going to do a good amount of money. I think it's going to do more than $300 million, obviously. Oh, absolutely. It, it might, it'll might do, do better it than... It might do about 500 but it's not going to push beyond that. It'll not do, too far. It'll do better than everything except Wonder Woman, the first one. Yeah, oh yeah. And Man of Steel. All of the other ones are going to be passed by Wonder Woman too. Um, but the thing is, you know, Ezra's doing the, um, oh, the fucking, he's doing the Harry Potter movies. Yeah. You know, and even though they're a bit, they're small parts occasionally, but yeah, those you bank on those. Those things do billions of dollars. You know, yeah. so if if they do a three, which I'm assuming they're gonna, you know, with the new Harry Potter franchise, yeah, and that, that peels they're, off. They're milking it, but I can see it happening. Yeah. So you know, why? Why wait right. around for Justice League? And that's the thing with a lot of these actors. I'm sure they're just like, you know what, dude, I'm not going to wait around for you guys to get your shit together. Let somebody else do the role. It's too much time. Well, and for Cavill, too, I mean, I'm 41. Mm-hmm. Cavill's almost my age. Yeah. You know, in fact, he might be my age. It might be. And uh, it's difficult to stay in that kind of shape, like, you know, epic proportional shape, like bodybuilding shape for movies and then also be able to you know, also you know, have a social life, mm-hmm. act in other movies. He's got other commitments because you got to be dude. working out like hardcore. Oh, no. oh, you yeah, got to diet a certain way. You got to do all kinds. Well, that, of shit. what a lot of people don't understand is like to look like that too on camera. Like when you lift weights, you get a pump. You pump up. You're huge, and then it goes away. So yeah. before scenes, you're lift. You're lifting. You're doing push-ups. You know, the, in the morning, you're lifting. In that morning, you're doing high reps of lightweight, lightweight just to pump the blood in your in your muscles. So in every shot, you look like oh, you're bulging right. or whatever. But you know, about an hour after your workout, two hours after your workout, your muscles go slack a little bit again, and they deflate a little bit. You don't look as good on camera, so you constantly have to go back and do it again. Right. You know, so for somebody in that age, you know, group, after a while, it just it sucks, and you're sore all the time. You know, it's I don't know. No, it's, it's just it's, it's not just easy. not it's not good for. Your body to be pushing yourself that hard. Well, you look the, at the like, older you get. Like Jason Momoa is a really big dude. He's got big muscles. He's massive. But I've seen him when he's not, you know, um, doing a movie, and he's still got huge muscles and stuff. But he's not like it doesn't look the crazy same. pumped up beyond belief. Yeah, right. no, it's, it's a significant difference, and it's, it's true with all actors and stuff like that. Yeah. The only ones that weren't, you know, were like people like Schwarzenegger that did that for a living. Like they were bodybuilders for a living. Right. You know, Ferrigno did it for a living, so they were always pumped constantly, right. all the time. You know. But the whole body were, was just one big pump. They, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Seriously. But they also weren't acting eight hours a day, ten hours a day on right. set in the middle of a rainstorm. Setting in makeup you know? for an hour or two here. Yeah, exactly. You know. Like. But yeah, the freaking, you know, I, I understand why these actors are moving on. I mean, I can see it just being a matter of like, I don't want to be associated with this right now because these this company cannot get their, their shit together. 
Right. And they're gonna no matter how good I act, someone is gonna fuck it up. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. People will watch it and say, "All right." Henry Cavill did a great job in Batman vs. Superman. Yeah. Henry Cavill did a great job in Man of Steel. I just can't ride with the movies, what they are. I am not about it, can't do it, not not my thing, because Warner Brothers has got their own agendas, yeah. and it's not working out. Like, it's not. So, I love you, Henry Cavill, but I don't support these movies. Yep. I love you, Ben Affleck, but I don't support these movies. I love you, Gal Gadot, I don't support these movies. Like, yeah. it's just... And that's the problem. So these movies, these actors are going to pour all this time into these movies, right? All this time and effort and shit, and they're going to get very little in return. Right. If anything, it'll be a, a mark on their career. They're like, well... Like, look what they did. Yeah. This, this was, like, they they were the ones responsible for another decade of no good superhero uh-huh. movies and coming the, from and DC. They don't want that, you know? Yeah. I mean, even Affleck, who's got a lot of pull director, directorial-wise and creative-wise in Hollywood, you know... Could not rescue um, Justice League. No, he just couldn't. Because see, no matter what he said or suggested, they were like, "Yeah, fuck it, whatever." No. And then Joss came in and made it worse. Yeah, made him made him a dick. He wasn't even like. Um, and that was weird. He was unnecessarily aggressive in that movie. The, the way they wrote some of those characters, just an strange. asshole. He was like, yeah. you know, hey. You know, what, Steve, about, Steve what, about, what about Steve Trevor, your dead boyfriend, everybody's, stupid bitch? Everybody's Steve Trevor, he's rotting in the ground in pieces. And it's like, well, you don't say that. You're Batman. You don't say that. You're not, you're you're not a dick to your own teammates. Wait, he, he talked too much in that movie anyway, if you ask me. He did. Yeah. And, you know, not to say Ben Affleck is a, is a bad actor, but, the, but for Bruce Wayne, Batman, amongst the Justice League... Typically, it's the rest of the team talking all day mm-hmm. while he's sitting there like, I got the plan already. Yep. Like, it's not supposed to be him mouthing off and then, like, talking shit to them. Like, in an Avengers scenario, it works. But yeah. Joss literally tried to recreate the Avengers 1, everybody's against each other moment. Like... Oh, kind of, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean seriously, like... Like when Tony and and Cap were going button heads because they their opposite views on shit, and Tony was like, "What do you really know, you you dickhead?" Like, yeah, he was you're, like, "You're, you're fucking, old. you're an, you're ancient. You don't know what what politics are anymore." You've been, yeah, like, you've been gone for thirty years. Yeah, you know. and he's like, uh, "Well, what do you know? You're a fucking, uh, you're just a rich boy. You yeah, don't know anything." Exactly. And then they butt heads for that reason. But then Joss comes into Justice League with the same idea, and he's like. You know, I did it in Avengers, so it'll work. So now I'm going to make Batman fuck with Wonder Woman. Why? It doesn't work, because that's not their character dynamic If either. anything, they should be, like, falling for each other. That's more common of a story. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. I mean, seriously. I mean, Wonder Woman tends to fall in love with either Batman or Superman for some reason. That's a cliche, too, that she it's doesn't a really to. big, really big cliche. Like, oh, well, I must fall for the man. I mean, she could just as easily fall for the woman, you know. She could fall for if Aquaman. Anything, she be, could fall for Well, it'd be more common anyway. I mean, she's an Amazon. They didn't exactly have men. They had lesbian. They were lesbian lovers, you know. Right. But they, God forbid, DC ever touched that, you know. Right. Um, yeah, so we got that going on with Cavill. You know, he doesn't... And then this other thing today is like the bat penis. That's the big thing. Bat DC God. Dark. The DC Dark comics are coming out. Yeah, Black Label. That's what they're calling it. It's graphic and it's just stupid. It's it's good. It's good. It's I to As somebody that's been prepared for it for like the past seven months of them telling us it was going to happen, it's good. It's actually a decent comic. Um, it's definitely a molehill turned into a mountain by all these blogs and whatever that don't pay attention to comics. Yeah. Because 
I'm telling you right now, TMZ does not read comics. Hollywood Reporter does not read comics. Yahoo News does not read comics. <laughs> like, and uh, they're like they're all blown and up. And they're right? all the ones saying like, "Oh, you want to see Batman's dick? Check out this." I swear to God, like I read through this comic twice and didn't even notice the dick until the articles came out. That's how not noticeable it is until you're looking for it. Is that why you were in the bathroom for so long? Like, it was. <laughs> Bruce it was. Wayne, oh, oh, the veins. Bad cock. Bad cock veiny. <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's, I don't know. To but me, it's, it's unnecessary. It's, it's noticeable if you look at it. But honestly, scrolling through the comics, it's just, it's whatever. But, like, this isn't the first time DC's ever had a dick in their comics. Like, look at Watchmen. Every fucking five seconds, Doctor Manhattan swings on through with his monster cock. That was that was like that was a blue Smurf cock. <laughs> it was socially acceptable for the times. Everybody oh did God. it. Everybody had blue. Penis. Man disintegrated, but somehow maintained his twelve-inch penis. Like, oh, it got it was definitely it grew. He, he got it grew that, yeah. with the. He did that <laughs> thing. He was like, I reformed myself. <laughs> I always look this way. You did so. No, <laughs> the, shut up. You don't know. Shut up. What a jock. You don't know. <laughs> they called me tripod. No, but as, shut up. as a concept comic, it's good. It's just when the when people like are like, oh my god, Batman just showed his dick. I mean, he was he was kind of like naked for a reason. Like there's a there's actually a contextual reason he ended up in that situation, and then he. Uh, and he immediately puts his outfit back on and goes back to being Batman. So it's like maybe three, four pages of him naked. And you don't you only see his dick outline one time in all of it. It's not even like brutal like Watchmen is, where you're just seeing veins and all that shit. Oh, yeah. It's just an outline. And that's it. And you see his ass, but it ain't the first time his ass ever been shown. Batman. Dude, they draw him in spandex all the time. Anyway. Batman's ass is all over the place. <laughs> it's disgusting. It's yeah. Badass. I just think you know, as long as they're not, the thing with these comics is, and, I, and I'm going to read through some of them. It's as long as the focus of the comic and the writing is good. As long as, as, long as the focus of the comic isn't, you know, let's it's shock. Let's do shock value. Mm-hmm. Let's show straight up sex scenes and and people getting sliced in half. And like that's not that's not the point. I'm at, of, I'm know. anticipating the next comic because they've already shown the the cover of issue number two. Yeah. Of this comic. And it's got Harley's face on it or whatever, just like the maybe like the bottom half of her face, and uh, I'm already anticipating titties. Mm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm preparing will. for They'll it show because it. it's the ultimate fan service. But I will say though, the the whole nudity thing in the in the first one, it wasn't a a shock value thing. Like it, like with Marvel, shock value comes in random story choices that people don't agree with, like. Like, a Cap saying Hail Hydra. That had people posting about it left and right. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Why is Cap saying this? Cap doesn't fuck with Hydra. Ah. But this is more like, why is Batman naked? Because he took off his suit? Because he was going crazy? Uh, like, there's multiple reasons you could have that situation happen. Humans get naked at some point is, in their is life. Is that why he took the suit off? Because he was going crazy? Um, I think he's... He had, like, a vision or something. Because he's, like, getting fucked up all over the place in this comic because a demon is, like, fucking with him. It's all Constantine's fault. Oh, Constantine. Um, But a demon's fucking with people and, like, hijacking people. Oh, uh, Oh, like Dead Man kind of, huh? Yeah. Boston. Actually, it might be Dead Man. I don't know. Really? 
It might Boston be. Boston brand? Maybe. All I know is some dude that looked like a... He looked like Martian Manhunter if he turned into a demon. It looked crazy. Was he interested in Trajan? I don't know. You don't even I, know. You're I, DC I, boy. How do I know more about this than you do? You know old characters. I know. For God's sakes, I hate you so much. <laughs> no, but it was... It, it's a solid story. I was uh, I was intrigued. I'm I'm actually curious on who killed the Joker because, yeah, Joker barely ever dies ever. That's like a once in a good decade. It was Harley. It'll be Harley. I guarantee it'll be Harley. <laughs> Man, it's it's just I don't know. They blew it out of proportion with this whole Batcock thing because it really wasn't noticeable until you look. I mean, I, we'll see. Uh, maybe we'll that's see. just my, maybe that's just me being a dude. I'm just kind of like not <laughs> looking for it. Like, I don't know. Maybe a chick read it and was like, "Oh my god!" Have Carla <laughs> read it, see what happens. She's the first thing she's gonna notice is the bad dick. <laughs> be like, "God damn it!" My wife, my wife immediately. I didn't even know anything was going on until my wife pointed out. She's like, "You know," I was like, "Yeah, we're podcasting tonight. We're gonna talk about Henry Cavill." She goes, "Are you talking about the bat peen?" I'm like, "What? <laughs> the bat peen?" She's like, Google it. That hot it's bat all peen. Over. I'm like, oh man, that's that not good. Floppy bat peen. Unnecessary <laughs> violence. <laughs> Penis. Um, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, it's it's basically what Vertigo was. Yeah, very, that's that's Vertigo what Black kind of Label is. It's Vertigo. Yeah, it's yeah. Which, I mean, I'm down with it for now, unless the story starts suffering because of it. It looks like some in penthouse where they're just like, let's just draw nudity. Right, like if it's just, if it's just nudity and shit for the sake of nudity, count me out. But there was so much good story in this comic that I was just not even giving a fuck. Well, like I'd like to see them do a, an issue or two with no nudity and then another, you know, just like don't right. make, don't Break make that it the up. primary focus. Yeah, yeah. Like it's kind of like watching Game of Thrones and like yeah. every single episode is like a brutal sex scene and it's like. All right, are you guys just a porno series now? Speaking of Aquaman, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, oh yeah, my god, the, the first couple of Ugh. episodes, we had uh, Amelia Clark, uh huh, poor know, Amelia, getting raped by on her wedding night by the guy who plays Aquaman, but he's called he's playing Khal Drogo. There's that scene where she's just like, yeah, and he's behind her like, Arr! and like a fan took that screenshot, printed it out. And when she was at an event getting no. stuff signed, he shoved that in front of her to sign. And she had to stop and look at it and sign this picture of an image of her like grimacing. And then, oh, no, uh, what's his name? Fucking Momoa. Momoa behind her. Going, uh, you know, like he's just, oh my God, it's funny as shit. That's terrible. That's just horrible to do. <laughs> and you got to know that's going to happen, but I'm sure she was like, what the fuck? That's a bit inappropriate. That's so bad. <laughs> That's like that guy that did Emma. He did that Emma Watson. He got in trouble for that too. Oh, he did that because they did a crotch shot of Emma Watson somehow, and like, it was really inappropriate. And he like shoved it. He had her to try to get her to sign it. And she was she took it and threw it away. It's Why like, would oh. you do that? God, people, people are stupid. Oh, they are. No, humans are dumb. <laughs> as, as a species, like we're just the weakest there's species. A, there's a good percentage of us that need to walk out in the traffic and do us all a favor because they're stupid. Oh man, they just they just do really dumb stuff. Like you know. Fuck around with directors while they're trying to make movies and make bad movies. Yeah, Joss. Um, <laughs> find find cool. traffic. Find traffic. Go walk in front of it. Go find it. Um, I was I've been catching up a little bit on uh, the Transformers comic, the Unicron thing that's going on with them. They're 
we still have one issue left or two issues left, I think. And this is the reset of They're going to reset the whole fucking universe. Yeah, IDW's like, flush, you know, because they've got <laughs> at least 10 years of backstory now going. Because when Dreamwave caved, IDW bought the comic and uh, bought the rights to it and started making it. And they did a really good job. They re-released all the Dreamwave comic shit. And for those of you that don't know... Dreamwave was the first one to put out Transformers comics since the 80s or 90s, and they looked incredible because it was like you know manga, anime kind of design, you know. But um, the guy who ran Dreamwave, Pat, didn't pay his artists. Oh, and then, then he also got caught lying and saying that it was his artwork, but it wasn't. It was actually somebody else's artwork. He had them do panels for him and draw everything, and all Pat did was color him. And shit like that. And then he, in a couple of cases, he flat out didn't touch the comic. And he had some ghostwriter draw for him, and then he claimed it was his. Cause oh, what he had, wow. He had an, they had an in-house uh, style where all the artists had to draw like everybody else. So you couldn't tell one, one, one artist from the next. So that was, so he just passed that off. Yeah, as, as being himself. So, yeah, so he got in a shitload of trouble for that. Wow. So the, the, the comic tank. Because the artists were like, we're not doing work anymore. You can kiss my ass. And his name was mud in the comic book industry for a long time. It's still mud. Anybody that knows about you know what happened, they're like, screw that guy. I mean, who? Yeah. you don't do that. So Dreamwave tanked. IDW bought the Transformers license and all that. And Visionaries and G.I. Joe and all this shit. And uh, they re-released it. And they've been going strong. They have a, like two or three different series going on at once. You know, it's been going on a long time. But they've the thing with the Transformers is they have a bad habit of you know, you'll let one or two writers sneak in that think the Transformers have to go to the inevitable end with, you know, they okay, they wake up on Earth, they fight for a while, Optimus Prime fights Megatron, and then Unicron comes and Optimus Prime dies. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Rodimus, you know, Prime arises and becomes a new Prime or whatever. And they think that's the way it has to happen. It's happened a couple times in different series. And it's unnecessary so Dreamwave or IDW for the longest time pushed it off mm-hmm. they pushed it off they were like no fuck it let's just have some adventures with these guys they're immortal robots let's right. just fucking just because they, they did backstories going back millions of years they had lots of fun or whatever they kind of switched up the earth origin story a little bit of them waking up on earth shit mm-hmm. like that they didn't actually wake up on earth um, but somehow for some reason, they kind of got in their heads to go, okay, we need to wrap this universe up and start from scratch. I don't know if it's because they've done a lot of stuff over ten years, well, and the writers are getting sick of it, or they just if they're losing some of the core writers, and they're like, well, you know what? We need to start from scratch. Let's just fucking do it. I wonder if they got more ideas for a new universe. Yeah. Yeah. And then and they're just running out of ideas to continue this one? Because they've, they've written themselves into really weird corners. They wrote Megatron... Megatron gave up the Autobot, or gave up the Decepticat caught, you know, after the, the umpteenth millionth time of trying to destroy uh-huh. everything, and learned the error of his ways, and frickin' became a goddamn Autobot, and became what? a good guy, and then, yeah, it was really strange. And um, they introduced, like, a lot of different characters that uh, existed, you know, before in toys and comics and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. they came kind of twisted backstories. They had Megatron and Galvatron both existing as two different characters. They had Bumblebee and Goldbug existing as two different characters. You know, and in the original series, of course, Bumblebee became Goldbug after getting destroyed. Yeah. Megatron was destroyed and became Galvatron, you know. So it's it's interesting to see them kind of do that. But they've also, like, 
like Megatron was shunted into an alternate reality. So he was completely off the table for the writers, so they couldn't use Megatron anymore. Oh, And wonderful. that became kind of weird. And they so they kind of wrote themselves into these weird corners that you could have written yourself out of, but it's like, why bother? Right. I, think, I think at this point they're like, you know what? They, 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 they The Visionaries, an old 80s property, it's a cartoon called Visionaries. Um, they introduced that. They have G.I. Joe. Uh, they had Mask. The old mask cartoon. Oh, they, so, so they had a bunch of stuff. Oh yeah, no, big time. And it's kind of interesting that they brought all those kind of aspects together into one comic universe. You know, almost like they did with the the monsters universe with Godzilla and King Kong. Yeah, yeah. You know, the same general idea, and even Star Trek and shit, which also exists in a similar vein, similar mm-hmm. universe. Um, Kirk and Spock and all them. So right. it's kind of cool that they did that, but I, I see why they're going to do it. I mean, they're going to basically flush it down the toilet. It's going to reboot with the same characters, mm. but then they've got a completely fresh palette to work with. You know, no... Right. There's no roadmap, you know? Yeah, they can do whatever they want, really. Because they did a lot of weird stuff with Earth and stuff, too. We're like, you know... She, the Earth was destroyed constantly, you know? I don't know. It's, 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 <laughs> it was. It just it's like, a bit much. It was, it was insane. The Decepticons won, they wiped... They, Took humanity to task and they killed billions of people. That's awesome. It's crazy. It's what you always wanted to happen anyway. Yeah. You know. Um, and they did fun one shots like Mars versus the trans Mars Mars attacks versus Transformers. They had that old oh, movie geez. Mars attacks. Yeah. But then the Autobots were there when it happened, so they helped the Autobots and Cepheid help fight it off. It's kind of funny. That's um, a bit much. So that's happening, and then I've also been keeping up with the uh, Star Wars comics. Oh, and yeah. the Vader comics have been really good lately, oh, too. Oh, they've been wonderful. With Vader, and they just flat out just murdering the Inquisitors. And and um, then he went to, like, Palpatine gave him Mustafar. Yeah, they explained why his castle's on Mustafar, that lava planet for people that don't know. And uh, there's a there's a cave there that has a really strong attunement to the dark side of the Force. And when he's in, that, in the cave and he meditates, he can see the future, mm-hmm. the past, really clearly, and he can kind of touch... You know, see what's going on even day to day. Like he can see if somebody's plotting plotting against him, he can see it. Right. You know, even if he doesn't know their faces, he can focus on the plot, and the force will show him what's going on. It's really fucking cool. And that's why he's going to build his castle there. And it's kind of cool because it's it's you know they go through that whole story with with Palpatine telling him to go do something, and Vader just like no, no. He flat out said no to him. It's the first time that Vader's ever said no to the Emperor. Ever. And the Emperor, instead of being pissed about it, was kind of intrigued, like, okay, why? <laughs> why? What could possibly be so important that you don't want to do what I tell uh-huh. you to do? You know, he's like, I want a world. You know. That's so cool. And it's pretty sweet. You know, so he gives them a... Gives them a it's I, actually kind of different from what I would have expected, because, like, you would think Palpatine would have given him a world anyway, just so he wouldn't like turn on him so soon like and, and you that's know. the thing he needs a place to let his rage and frustration out and yeah. not around anyone else because he kills everybody around him all literally the time. everybody you know he's a murder machine um <clears throat> it was like this it was like this scene in the one comic where he's like really my friend i swear if i let just let you go you would just kill <laughs> the entire universe you would murder everyone <laughs> and Vader's just sitting there like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds about right i'm a murderer so he gives him he gives vader uh, Padme Amidala's old ship, the big silver one. Yeah, from, uh, the, the, the Naboo the, the, yeah, cruiser. Yeah, from the Star Wars prequels, and 
Yeah, the big shiny one. The big shiny one, the fancy one. And there's this really creepy scene where Vader's standing in the ship and they're on their way to Mustafar. He's looking at the throne that, that Amidali used to sit on and he sees a young Anakin oh, facing yeah, away really from him. Oh, it's fucking creepy. And then young, young Anakin turns, like child Anakin, you know, little, little kid. Turns and looks at him, and he's got Vader's face. It's like, but it's like flesh. flesh. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Vader's mask. It's flesh and bone. <laughs> uh, Looking, you see the veins under the mask. It's creepy as fuck, and uh, that just I think goes to show more that Vader's really purged Anakin almost completely from his system because even his memories. Yeah, it's he's really get, like a the mask. It's a like, tormented soul at this point. Yeah. Like. But it's really, really creepy. But instead of keeping the ship pristine and shiny, he goes through the atmosphere. With Purposely no, yeah, turns off the shield. Yeah, so he goes through the atmosphere and just burns the fuck out of the ship. So the outside of the ship, when he lands, is pitted and scorched and just melted. Just Basically, like, just, just like, like him. Yeah. yeah. So it's a reflection of who he was, or who he is. So I thought that was kind of fun. It was neat. In the Star Wars comics themselves, the primary Star Wars comic, you've got... Like, it's between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. So you've got really fun little adventures going on. They can't go too long because you have to have right. interaction. But, you know, you've got, I don't know, kind of funky things going on. Like, there's some things that happen. I'm just like, well, like there's a, at one point Han gets into an X-Wing. And he's, he and Luke are fighting off the Imperials and Leia's on another ship and she steals a TIE fighter and they exit. Of course, it has to be them that encounter her. Right. You know, they almost shoot her but then they decide not to because they got a feeling and it's just kind of like, oh man, you know. I don't know how I like that because Luke would know. Well, he knew. That's, well, at that point, don't forget, he hasn't had any training. He hasn't uh, met Yoda. He hasn't this met Yoda. is pre-Dagobah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, he's just kind of... Damn, he, so he, he wouldn't have known. It's just weird though, man. I don't know what to make of it. I don't hate it. I think it's kind of fun. You know, but some of the, sometimes. Or wait, no, it's got to be it's got to be between five and six then, because it's because Luke went straight from New Hope into Dagobah. No, didn't he? yeah, the Empire Strikes Back. At that point, Empire Strikes Back takes place. Oh wait, no, because of Hoth. Yeah, yeah I was. That, yeah, that, I was. I had the events confused. That, that, that takes. So yeah, it's about five years. So yeah, after, it's a few years. Uh, two years after Battle of Yavin. I don't know. Yeah, something like that. It's not that long, but it's like it's probably within five years. It's long enough for Han Solo to be tracked and you know continually yeah. hounded by bounty hunters because of what he owes Jabba Hutt. Yeah, and that's why he winds up wanting to leave. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because anytime he's with the the uh, rebels, he's he's got a target on his back. Exactly, because they know exactly where they are. But so it becomes a bit of an issue, you know, with him not wanting to get the people he, that he cares about killed. Yeah. You know, which is part of it. And um, the Poe comics have been pushing forward with uh, post-Last Jedi content. And it's it's mostly, for the past, like, four issues focused on uh, um, his Black Squadron. The, yes. Because he's Black 5. Um, but he has, like, four, four to six other members that are just... That were just left you know, untouched in Last Jedi. They weren't even in the movie. So it, it asked the question, you know, where are they? Well, they've spent maybe the past two or three issues explaining that they've been out trying to recruit the rest of the galaxy while the rest of the Resistance 
packs up and ex- escapes the first. I figure order. they were they were with Sif wherever she was during Ragnarok. They were oh my god! The, all of them they, they, they merged. Just, they just, everything because these characters that are important they just don't appear in the fucking movie. Every, every single time. I feel like it's just Disney is like stingy to an extent. Like they just don't want to pay for people because at least half of Black Squadron are like semi-famous. Like the the um, there's the Asian chick. She's Colleen Wing on Iron Fist. She's uh she's I forget what her name is, but she's really cute Asian girl. Um, good lord, I I'm drawing the biggest blank right now. But she's adorable and she's a actual like <laughs> semi-famous actress. And I feel like Disney just didn't want to pay for an extra person with a with a contract. Um, and then there's the guy that's... Um, is it Snap Wexley? I think. He's like the relative of... Uh, Elder Wexley. Oh my god, no. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like all these characters are real, like, real deal, at minimum, B-list actors. And I feel like Disney just doesn't want to shell out for that. Yeah, I think that's part of it too, you know. Because these stories, they tie in well enough to where, yeah, that probably was an idea before the movie came out. Like, so they aren't just retconning. Um, like, it would make sense that the Resistance would want to push a narrative as soon as Starkiller base is destroyed. Oh, yeah. You know, get the rest of the, the galaxy on their side after they just took out fucking seven planets. Took out the entire Hosnian system. Like, um... But they're getting fucked up. The last I seen, uh, like, one of the team literally just got murdered. It was fucking crazy. Because they went to some planet where there was this Jabba-esque character, big gangster leader, who was under attack, and he totally swindled Black Squadron. But it's been uh, solid storytelling. I hope they get to a point where they start doing Ray comics. That'd be kind of fun. Or maybe Finn comics. I think the problem with that is that the... Uh, um, I don't know. I mean, the, the, they, they can't... They're kind of limited, I think, because there's so much shit going on. Uh-huh. That's Je- Jessica Henwick, by the way, is the actress. That's her name? Yeah. Yeah. Um, because they have to tread so lightly because they, these uh, movies, they seem to change so much nowadays. You don't just write a script and call it done. Right. They just write and rewrites and rewrites and rewrites and just done over and over. People putting their fingers in the pie and doing right. this and the direct. As somebody walks by and goes, "I want her hair to be blonde now." Oh, they got to be blonde now. Yeah. See, that's the thing. I feel like the writers of these comics should at least have some kind of input in the writers' room for the movies, so mm-hmm. that way when it comes time to write these comics, they don't fuck it up. Because if you look at the early Poe comics, there's a lot of teachable moments for Poe. Yeah. Where Leia's like, you're doing it wrong. Do it like this. You're doing it wrong. Do it like this. But then when you watch the movie, it's like those lessons never happened. And you got to think, like, somewhere along the line, the writers weren't aware that they wrote what they did. Like, one writer wrote one thing for the movie, and then this guy wrote his comic and didn't see the movie yet. Or this guy wrote the comic based on some shit he believed six months ago before the movie came out. It's true. And it's like, it doesn't tie together well. Like... The whole Poe not being a leader thing, and he should be, that Leia was pushing on him in Last Jedi, they already touched on that. Like, pre-Starkiller pre base. Like, it was already an established thing that, like, he was a hothead, and she was teaching him that. Then the Last Jedi shit happens, and he's already right back to being the same dude, and it's like, 
you weren't paying attention. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, come on. But, um, I mean, other than that, the Poe comics have been really consistent. Um, I like him. I like the, the design of the Poe comics as far as, like, the, the art and the colors. I'm glad that he's taking a more obvious hero role than being the Han Solo. Sometimes I'm a hero, sometimes I'm a badass. Like, yeah. You know? He's just trying, he tries to do the best he can. He, the problem with, I think, with the way they had Poe, you know, they, they nailing down the Poe Cameron characters that they had to finally figure out that it, he not, he wasn't doing shit just for attention and for glory. Yeah. You know, not consciously anyway. He was doing mm-hmm. what he thought was right and he didn't care what else anybody else said. Yeah, because he they, was right. They tried to drive it home like a couple times in Last Jedi <laughs> that he's not doing this to be like Han, the big show off that's like, I'm, I'm the best, you can't tell me different. Yeah. He's like he's truly trying to be what he should be, but it it didn't work out at first. I mean, the whole fucking fleet damn near died doing what he was doing. Like all of the bombers gone except for the one, and I think even that one died. Um, oh no, yeah, they, all, they she died. That like was, that, that majority was the of the uh, there was the one the Rose's, Rose's uh, sister. sister. Yeah, she dead. She did as hell. Page. Um, she got caught in the explosion. Yeah. And then, like only like one, uh, a wing survived, and that oh, yeah. was, and then she got blown up shortly after, and then like a couple X wings, but, and then the rest of Black Squadron is off in another part of the galaxy. So yeah, doing shit. So, so because of Poe's hubris, that like they lost the entire fleet, and now they were just down to the the Radis and a few other medical ships. Yeah, that was and, it. And it's like. You know. But I think they had. I think they probably hit other ship, other ships somewhere else. I thought, but oh, they probably did. Well, you know what? No, they didn't because they said that was the last of the resistance. That was that was the resistance. So they probably didn't. Maybe that whole fleet was at that planet. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and the only yeah the only exception is the the secret mission of Black Squadron, and yeah. and that's I feel like that is a retcon, but at the same time, it could have been something JJ kind of envisioned for them because the New Republic fleet was. Destroyed when uh, the Hosnian Prime, Hosnian Prime, yeah, because it, it was because they you know they shifted where the the rule where the instead of having everything in Coruscant all the time, the Imperial Palace and all that shit, yeah, because Coruscant was kind of like uh, it's kind of a lost cause, yeah. Well, they <laughs> it was fully Imperial for a full like five decades. Oh, it's changed hands so much anyway over the years, you yeah. Know? The um, but they didn't just have the 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 capital, you know, of, of Coruscant being being like. The place where you know rule came from, where the Senate was, and everything—that's where the power was. Mm-hmm. They had a different planet and a different system in the Republic. Be the center of the New Republic, right? Of the power base or whatever. So it's almost like moving the White House from state to state to state. It's basically what they were doing. That's pretty cool of an idea. I like it. Yeah, except they killed it. Everybody died. Yeah, they're all dead now. It's like seven planets, and they're all dead, which is crazy. Um, but notice they picked, they made up a system, the Hosnian system. Yeah. As opposed to saying, oh, it's Corellia. It's like, no, no, no. Because somebody might want to use that later. It'd be kind of annoying if they if they I'd took out, like, say they took out, like, Dantooine or something. Oh, yeah. Come on, man. That shit's got pedigree. You know? It's got pedigree. <laughs> they took out a uh, Tython. I'd be pissed. I'll be interested to see what they do with, with that comic book series. Because the thing with, like, it's... Just the the Star Wars the Star Wars series itself, you know, you're limited as far as what you the stories you can tell. Yeah, because eventually you gonna, you might be bumping you, into somebody you're else's. Gonna, well, you're gonna run out of time. Mm-hmm. Anytime you do a story between movies, 
you that's your beginning and end times. You limit right, that like you can't have change. a thousand stories between exactly. episodes six and seven. You can't have them going on adventures for a solid month when the movie takes place a month after. Right, you know. So, well, I'm excited for uh, what was it John Favreau's Star Wars show though? Because oh, it's, it's gonna it's gonna be series? live action, and it's gonna have Game of Thrones uh, budget. It's 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 that's one with they have uh, young Boba Fett and Dengar. Old Dengar teaches Boba Fett to clean his rags. It's going to be great. It's just this poor kid crying, going, I don't want to unwrap your rags. Dengar's going, unwrap my rags. You got to wash out my ass. Oh, my God. Uh, but it's supposed to be set in, like, early Resistance era. So, um, I don't think we have word on if it's going to be Resistance or First Order based, but they said it was going to be in between 6 and 7. Hmm. So, hopefully... What John Favreau does is confirm the the canon concept of Boba surviving. So, because we haven't had a visual confirmation of Boba at, Fett since Jedi, exactly. Because yeah. I mean, everybody that read the books and things like that, we all believe that he's alive. Oh, he climbed. Yeah, he that he that he exploded the sarlacc from within and climbed out or yeah. whatever. Because he would, he still had a ton of it, weapons on him. Right. I, I mean, just because his jetpack blew out doesn't mean anything. Like, no, unless yeah. the Sarlacc literally chomped him into, into death, like, which it doesn't do. It just kind of swallows and digests. Like, and I think he still had the missile in the end of his uh, yeah. backpack. Yeah, he didn't use it. And he had a couple thermal detonators. I mean, sure he's fine. Yeah, I mean, he's always got some backup. But, I mean, it would, it would have been nice to get some confirmation in movie. Like, it, even if it was the, a deleted George Lucas cut, like... It would have been cool. If the they thing is that. with Lucas writing the next one and directing the next one, or whatever he's doing, is that it's going to be epic. It's going to be pretty good. Because one thing, I mean, yeah, you might not agree with his choices sometimes, like the first, the prequels and all that. Mm-hmm. But every single one of those movies, the story was pretty intense. You yeah. know, it was like oh, visually absolutely. a feast for the eyes. Yeah. Fun, interesting characters, even if they were a little annoying at times. I mean, like, episode two is one of my favorite overall. Because of how hectic the ending is with the the Battle of Geonosis and like the sudden rush that is the start of the Clone Wars. Oh yeah, like it's all within like a day. Like holy shit, all this just happened. You know, Mace Windu just sliced a dude's head off. It was sweet. Oh shit, that's Boba Fett's dad. Yeah. Oh shit. And then I you're... really wanted that head to slide out of the helmet when the kid picked it up. So he just... picks it up, he puts his forehead <laughs> just... against the helmet, and it's... <laughs> oh, that would have been so bad. I laughed so hard. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, that movie starts off with fucking an assassination attempt on uh, Padme. Oh, that's right. And then, uh, they blow up the shit. And then her. And then they almost assassinate her again with the worm. Yeah, that's right. That was nasty. The, uh, um, Zam Wessel or whatever her name was. The, said, that bitch the, got her own comic book too. They did, did she really? Oh, God. They do a comic for every fucking character everything. in the series. You know, you fart in that movie. They're like, we got a whole backstory for you. Here you go, gaseous Maximus. That's why I'm trying to become an extra. Just, (laughs) just one little. That's retarded. Get a whole series, money for life. That's crazy. So yeah, you get a lot of fun comics to work on reading right now. It's interesting things going on. You know, the Superman comic I've kind of given up on a little bit. The same thing with the Thor one. The Thor comics I've tried to read a little bit. This they is re- too much. They restarted it. He's still missing a hand. Jane Foster is no longer Thor. 
but she's getting better. With her. She's like she died, and they brought him back, whatever. But Thor doesn't have Molnir anymore. I'm curious to what happened to her. Then I want to find out what what that story is. I read it. It's okay. Like you know, like every time the problem is every time she became Thor, mm-hmm. the Asgardian magic cured or purged her system of all impurities. Right? Yeah. But when you go, when she goes back, when out. you're going through chemotherapy, it's injecting impurities into you to destroy the cancer. Yeah. But because the cancer was part of her body when she became Thor, it enhanced the cancer and got rid of the chemotherapy. So like she right. So when she would leave out of being Thor, she'd be fucked up. Yeah, exactly. She'd be she, the cancer would be and, uh, amplified after a point it finally metastasized, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, everybody that followed Jane Foster, Thor, knew that at some point she was going to die. But, like, they, you know... But that was the whole reason they did the character, was because you're going to... you're only, It's, it's going to be limited oh, yeah. to how much time she has left. So that was a lot of people's pull. Not just the fact that it's female Thor. It was, you know, it was interesting because it's on a time clock of her life. Like, you know she's going to die. And then you get a one-handed Thor... Yeah, that's uh, interesting. Thor. He, that's... His, his arm got lopped off, like, right below the shoulder almost. Like, oh, he get barely got anything. And so, like, he's, his arm gets melted off all the time because he's fighting shit. You know, I mean, there's a fight with, with Lady Thor and Mangog, and Magog, I should say, and Thor, and, like, Odin's all bloodied up, and, the, and Magog's just killing everybody. Just oh destroy. He just, so he just the, he destroys Tony's Asgard that Tony Stark built for them, Asgardia. Uh, yeah. That's why Asgardia gets thrown into the sun. It's Magog doing uh, and, uh, so they settle on some else, but that Jane dies and they resurrect him. But in order to kill Magog, or to bind him, she had to use Molnir. Uh, Molnir's dead, destroyed. It, the hammer itself got exploded. Yeah. So, so, so what they do? <laughs> it's gone. So the beginning of the new Thor comic, Thor number one in twenty eighteen, has him facing off. Basically, when Asgard blew up, all the the weapons and artifacts got thrown all over the planet Earth. So oh. they had to go. Track them all. Thor's going down to track them all down, and the Asgardians are out there trying to gather them all. So Thor's like, one of them um, landed uh, near the Isle of Sidorak or whatever, uh-huh. the Juggernaut, you know. Yeah. His patron deity, the Satorak, the demon Satorak, um, lives. So he goes there, and then Thor has to face the new improved Juggernaut, who's like way more powerful than he used to be. <laughs> and like his hammer, like he's just this dwarf making hammers for him to replace him earlier. And he's trying you know, all these different enchantments, different hammers. And uh, <clears throat> the dwarf's like, it's not ready yet. He's like, just send me the damn hammer. I'm going to die. <laughs> send me the hammer. You know. So he gets the hammer. And he's like, oh, I'm Thor. Oh, and lightning shoots everywhere. And he smashes it against the Juggernaut. And it shatters into a million pieces. Oh, my God. And he's like, oh, crap. And Juggernaut just beats his ass. <laughs> and then he's like, send me another hammer. The dwarf's like, which one? And he's like, all of them. So, like, hundreds of hammers. <laughs> Like these hundreds of hammers rain down around Thor, oh, and man. the disciples of Satorak are like, "Oh, Thor's hammer! I can do that!" And they grab it and they get electrified and die because oh they, they're, not, they're not worthy. Basically, yeah. um, that's ridiculous. Unlike unlike Mjolnir, where like if you just you basically just couldn't lift it, these will kill you if you try to touch them. That's ridiculous. Not Thor, um, so they got a more intense enchantment out of them. And it's finally, not just simple worthiness; he, it's like death worthiness. So by the end of the comic, Thor's used. All the hammers. He broke all the hammers except for one of them. Oh my god! And that's the one he's using right now. But it's like it's it's funny as shit. <laughs> um, so I kind of I'm, I'll probably keep reading the comic, but I was just like, the art's weird. Yeah. The art is really really strange. It's um it's almost like live action, and then 
like colorized in a weird way and then run through a steam press and then shit on. <laughs> Urinate it on oh, and Lord. then run through a press again and that's what you wind up with. It's very strange. I don't know how Was to... it just very like poppy in color? And... It's colorful but also dark at the same time and then it's oh. smooshed. Like the lines aren't clean, so like somebody's face, the flesh tone of the face bleeds into the the next part of the the, the background behind him and shit like that. It's very strange. I don't mm-hmm. know how to describe it. But basically, somebody colored outside the lines, and oh, did ask while well, they did the comic. Um, yeah, so I'm reading that right now. It's kind of cool. That and the Star Wars comics are nice. The Darth Vader comic is um, probably my favorite. Yeah, it's been the most consistent of all the comics I've read. I really dig it. I, I dig the fact that they had, you know, the ghost of uh, Padme basically come talk to him. And, and he was like, you know, she choked her again. He, she, he's, she's like, Anakin. He's like, Anakin Skywalker's dead. I killed him. It's so fucked up. You know, I was like, whoa. He's like, I am Darth Vader. I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> That's pretty sweet. Yeah, it's a, it's it's been my favorite go-to for probably a year now. It's been consistent. Now, did you ever read Gwenpool when it came out? No. It's kind of a funny little comic. I think it's only like 20 issues or something, or 15 issues. What's the story on her origin? I... She's She comes from our universe, and she winds up in the comic book universe. And she's aware of everybody. Like, there's a scene where she's... So that's why she breaks the fourth wall, because oh, she's from our world. Yeah. So when she and Deadpool meet, it's hilarious, because they both know Deadpool recognizes her as a, a, a... Who she really... Well, he recognizes that she's another fourth wall breaker, and he's yeah. like, oh! He's like, and he, she, she's like, I can beat your ass, because I know everything, and da-da-da. He's like, no, no, no. See, you're a guest star in my comic book. <laughs> and she goes, oh, shit, you're right. And then he just beats her ass. Oh, because, my God. She's the guest star. He's going to win, because he's he's Deadpool. Right. It's his comic. It's natural. You know. It's it's pretty cutesy in a weird way. It gets a little dark and twisted in spots, but it's uh, I like it. I mean, there's a scene where she's fighting. She's basically a gun for hire. Yeah. And you know she bumps into Miles Morales, Miles Morales on the subway, and she's looking at, sitting across from, looking at him. He's looking at her. He's like, "What?" She goes, "I'm a big fan." He's like, "Of what?" She goes, and she makes this this sign like the web shooters, you know, like thwip thwip thwip. Yeah. She gives him the thumbs up. He's like. What the fuck? He stands up and walks out. Oh my she, God. she comes out after him. He grabs me, throws her on top. He's like, "What the hell?" She's like, "I'm just a big fan." He's like, "Ah!" <laughs> and uh, he, she does the same thing with Thor. Like she's fighting Lady Thor with a couple of guys, and they're all getting their butts kicked. And she's like, "Oh God, what's her name? What's her name?" She's played by Natalie Portman. Uh, she goes, "Jane." And <laughs> Thor stops and goes, "What the? Why?" You know? And she goes, "She's like, what did you say?" And she's like. A pain, my ankle pain, pain, pain. you know, because she didn't want to get your butt kicked. Oh it's God. pretty funny. It's it's an interesting comic, and like there's a scene where she needs to get a social security card. She can't get paid. Like she's hired by, um, oh God, the giant floating head, Modok. Modok, basically, yeah. or one of the many incarnations. But Modok <laughs> can't pay her. He doesn't pay her in cash. Right. You know, he has to. He wants to credit her account or give her money in her account. But she doesn't have a social security card, so she can't get a bank account. And so she goes to Doctor Strange, and Doctor Strange is like, okay, 
You know, they draw him all dreamy like. Like, he looks like this handsome man with a little mustache. And she's like, oh my god. And uh, so he goes, okay, let's go to your universe and find out what's going on. So she, they go, and he goes, oh, okay. So our universe has touched the stones in yours. Things that happen in our universe, your people dream about or whatever, and they write them down as comic books. So you, you know. <laughs> So that's why you that's why you know everything about us because you've read all our stories, you know. And he goes, "Huh?" He goes, "It better to come back." I can see that. You know, it's kind of funny. <laughs> oh, that's it's, awesome. It's, it's great. It's a really fun series to read. I mean, she goes after Doctor Doom, and Doom is like all nice guy, nicey nice, and she's like, "I need to kill you. I need to make a name for myself." But you're nice. He's like, "Yeah, I'm really kind of trying to help people nowadays. I'm not being a jerk." She goes, "No, no, no." Oh fuck that! She grabs him and tears him in half, and oh the old God. and an evil doom from like the eighties is there, and she goes, "That's more like." And he's like, "Bah!" And shoots her with a dollar <laughs> ray or whatever, and then the other doom is just like shredded into pieces of paper, and he slowly starts forming back, and then eventually they wind up talking. Like she steps, she figured out a way to step out of the panels of the comic book, so if she's fighting somebody, she can, she can't necessarily see it. But is but if she reaches, she can grab the panel and pull herself oh my God. between the panels of the comic book That's that she's in right now. So she's in this null zone between the comics that she can look and see all the issues that are coming uh-huh. and all the issues that have gone past. That's all the pages. Awesome. So she can just step from page to page. So it's and, almost like time travel for her. Oh yeah, and, and teleporting all over the place. So she can go a few pages in the future, leave a bomb, go a few pages back and stand there <laughs> and then as soon as the guy steps over the bomb, boom, blows up. It's really kind of funny. That's awesome. So it's, it was written really well, but they, they discontinued it, and it bummed, uh, it bummed me out because I really thought it was kind of funny. But they wrote an ending to it. Oh, well, that's... They I mean, hit her... That's her, somewhat salvageable. They had her future self um, come back in time, being chased by Miles Morales, who at that point was like 30. And uh, all this stuff goes on. Her future self is a major supervillain because she's tired of putting up with people's shit. Right. So she just starts killing everybody. And she literally slaughters everybody because she knows all their secrets oh my god and then but she's like you, you learn all these different tricks and stuff like for instance and she shoots Miles Morales and kills him holy shit blows a huge hole in his chest and he falls dead she's like you fucking just kill Spider-Man her younger self is like you can't do this not right. she's like don't worry her older self is like don't worry about it it doesn't change a thing she's like what are you talking about and then this big voice booms out of like everybody goes Gwenpool cannot kill Spider-Man. <laughs> and Miles goes, pops back into existence again with no memory of what happened. What the hell? Because the, the creators of the universe are like, no, you're not killing Spider-Man, right? You know. So and that's that's what the evil Gwenpool is like, kind of like also about is finding out who the fuck those people are. Yeah. Are they somebody like her from our universe? Uh-huh. That you know, there's the publishers, is Stan Lee, right? Who is it? You know, it could be anybody involved with Marvel comics. So it's kind of funny, you know. But they 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 cut the series short. It was done. That's I mean, a they may not have been a big draw for it, but it was a lot of fun to read. Like it was pretty, yeah. it was pretty freaking funny. Like Bat, she calls out Bat Rock the Leaper, who's training her, and he goes, he goes. She finally admitted to him. She goes, "Look, you guys are all comic book characters. That's why I know all your stuff." You know, he he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Whatever, whatever." But she goes, "What did you do before you fought Captain America?" Think about it, the first time you fought Captain America. Remember say, he goes, "It was about ten years ago, twenty years ago. We fought all." She goes, "Okay, what did you do before that?" He goes, "I was 
oh my god. <laughs> and he has no memory beyond that point. Because up. he didn't exist. He wasn't created right. until the 1970s. No origin. No, no origin. nothing. Because no one ever wrote an origin story for him. Right. He nobody knows, you know, it's like like he doesn't have any origin beyond that. So before that point he literally he goes he gets all depressed. He's like, Oh my god. You know, like <laughs> I have to have some kind of memory. He's like, it's it's just really funny. That's awesome. It's well done. If if you guys you know, want to read a fun comic book, read the Gwenpool series. It's pretty neat. And my friend Jay Fosgood, who's a Marvel artist, um, he actually worked on Gwenpool. He did a cover for one of them. Um, he's the one that does the Fraggle Rock comics and things like that. Jay's a good guy. So, you know, read Bodie Troll. Bodie Troll's good comic. Um, <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because Jay, you know, the only reason I knew about Gwenpool at all is Jay had shown me a cover he did mm-hmm. that Marvel bought and then, you know, and I was like, what's a Gwenpool? At first I thought it was Gwen Stacy. Gwen Stacy. Uh. And then I went and I realized there is a Gwen Stacy. Gwen, like Gwen, Spider-Gwen. Spider-Gwen. But it's not the same person. I thought no. it was the same person. So I was like, oh, well, what's a Gwenpool? And then I read about it. Yeah. I caught up on it. But uh, I was like, oh. It's kind of weird, though, because Spider-Gwen and Gwenpool don't look that different in costume design. They do not. The same like, color scheme. same color scheme. <laughs> it's just one of them is Spider-Man and the other is... Deadpool. I like, think one of them. I think it's the same artist doing both comics. I think it's what it is. Very possible. But I mean, they're 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 almost the same. It's just their personalities are totally opposite. Yeah, so or, or maybe they just wrote it in the way that that's Gwen's character in this in the comic universe. You know, right? Because like her parents existed in the Marvel universe too, which was weird because her parents find her. And she goes to live with them and stuff, and then she realizes it's not really her parents. It's the Marvel Universe version of her parents. What the hell? So, it's because she's still in the comic. Her brother comes through to find her or whatever. But whereas she's having fun and and messing around, he knows nothing about the comic book universe. So he's barely surviving this whole time, you know? Right. But it's it's, it's a fun series. It's interesting to read. Yeah. So, we've got, since we talked last, the Captain Marvel trailer dropped the first one. That looks pretty cool. It looks really good. I'm excited for it. That's all we have to look forward to for the next six months. There's <laughs> no other movies coming out. Aquaman. When does that come out? Like November or December. Really? It's before Christmas? I thought that was in the, the spring. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, I think it's December. We see Jason Momoa kicking some butt. We got Venom in like a week. What? If, or something like that. I don't know. Venom I'm, I'm kind of excited about, but I'm kind of not too. I, mean, I feel just, like it'll be fun, I, mean, I feel like that's it. about it. You know, I don't. Yeah. I'm not gonna take it serious because it's not the Earth six one six. It's not the Marvel universe. Not Venom. It's a completely alternate reality. So it's like, <sighs> until they until it isn't. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> until it's they're true. like, hey, Tom Holland. Yeah, Tom Holland, you come cameo time. Right. You know, and then then I'll be really hyped. But, but for now, it's just a movie to see. But they changed the origin of the character and stuff too, which is big time. He's in San Fran. Yeah. He's still a journalist, but. But it's it's but it's, it's Eddie Brock. It's, it's not. I don't know. It's Eddie Brock. He's in San Fran, not New York, and uh, yeah, it's just it's a totally different take on it. I don't know. We'll have to see how it works. It might be great. It might could, suck ass. It could be. You know, it may have been enough more than it could chew with that character. I heard uh, the the planet of uh, what is it? Um, the symbiotes. Yeah, I heard that's supposed to be like a thing in the movie at some point. Oh, good. Probably in the very beginning with when they're explaining the symbiotes. Yeah, yeah. They would explain a lot. Ah, oh, I just reminded myself. They fucking have that girl in the trailer. 
she pronounces it symbiote, and everybody ever that, that has <laughs> heard of a symbiote is like, what are you doing? Symbiote isn't even a comic nah. made-up word nah. where you can fuck it up. That's a real word. Oh, my God. It's so bad. It's uh, like saying whip. Right. Like whip. Right. Like, no. Some whipped cream? No. <laughs> Stop it. That's uh, bad news. But. That's good. So that's I'm excited, all, though. That's all the comic news we really have. There's no real movie news except those two, and nothing's really big happening with those yet. Nothing. Mike never watched Trigon. We're trying to get Mike to, to watch anime. Soon. The last episode, we were like, he's going to watch Trigon. <laughs> never watch Trigon. It's impossible. Mike bought a house, so he's excused. Uh, yeah, I have, I've had a very out. busy past couple months here. Whatever excuse <laughs> makes you feel better about your failings. Yeah. It's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right, guys, we'll pick it up again next week, hopefully with some other fun news or maybe just fart jokes and ice cream humor again. That all sounds fun. Have a good night. Peace. Peace.